What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Jiu-Jitsu Radio. And as always, before we get started, we got to remind you that we appreciate your support. We thank you for it. And you can show your support by hitting the subscribe button, hitting the bell notification if you're listening to us on YouTube. If you're on Spotify, Google Play, wherever it is you listen to this podcast from, you can hit the subscribe button. And then if you really love us, like bro love, like man woman love or man alien love, whatever way you want to look at it, why don't you go ahead and share the podcast with your friends? We truthfully appreciate it from the bottom of our gorilla hearts. And you can also uh, support the podcast by picking up some of our gear. Just head over to the Jiu-Jitsu Radio Instagram. You'll get the link, and then you go directly to the store where you can get one of our shirts, whether it is the Shut the Fuck Up and Roll shirt or our um, ranked T-shirt, ranked belt, belt ranked T-shirts. You can snag some up of that, and that helps us pay for the studio. So all you do is super helpful. And... As always, you can support the podcast by supporting our sponsors. Check out chocaloha.com. And when you see all the awesome stuff that's on there and you're going to be like, damn, I got to buy everything right now, we got you covered. Just use the promo code Jujitsu Radio at checkout and you'll get 20% off your entire order at chocaloha.com. Don't say we didn't warn you because it is awesome stuff. Is it awesome stuff? incredibly awesome exactly so it doesn't matter how cold it gets this winter you can always look tropical and fresh with some chocaloha gear chocaloha.com promo code jujitsu radio and then because you're going to be stuck inside the house probably for you northerners down here we're not too worried about it but you're going to get all sweaty from all that jackets and all the stuff that you wear you're going to have to take a shower and when you have to take a shower i want you to think of us because we're going to tell you right now to get some jujitsu soap. Go to jujitsusoapco.com. Use the promo code JJRadio at checkout. And you'll get 10% off your entire purchase of some of the best soaps you will ever have. If you are small or you have a giant bathtub that you fit in. Because I can't fit in a bathtub. I know about you, uh, Sean. I know you can't. You can barely fit in a I jacuzzi. You barely fit in like a shack size jacuzzi. You can go ahead and pick up some bath bombs, too. You can pick up some uh, awesome gear, patches, T-shirts, hats, you name it. They got it. You can get yours at jujitsusoapco.com. Listen, I keep on telling you guys, you can also check out giraffechoke.com. Go to giraffechoke.com. Use the promo code JJRadio and get some of the coolest shit. You will see some original jujitsu gear, including my favorite heel hook hack, heel hook, heel hook hat. Or the Superman punch hat or the t-shirt. You can get it in t-shirt form if you want as well. There's also a flying knee. Love the flying knee. I One like of my the favorite. flying high knee. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want a flying high knee t-shirt. I mean, if you do it right, I guess it'd be good. But anything else, you can get at giraffechoke.com. Use the promo code JJRadio and you'll save 25% on any order of $99 or more. You're not going to get that promo code anywhere else. Is it's, It is exclusive for us. JJ Radio is the promo code. You're welcome. Listen, I, I don't know what else we got to do to get you ready for the holidays. They're right around the corner. Start getting your stuff now. You'll save money. You're welcome. And listen, for your favorite martial arts practitioner, 
for the guys. I guess some of the girls too, depending. Some of the girls have probably got bigger cojones than the guys. There's only one thing you really, really need to get to them. Get them. Man, I can't talk for shit today. Get them a diamond MMA cup. Let them protect the jumblies, the keepers of the gate, the skin chandeliers, the, uh, what what else would you call them? Kibbles and bits. Twiggin' berries. Twiggin' berries. Smoking a pancake. You can get yours at diamondmma.com and use the promo code jujitsu radio at checkout and you will save 10% on the official, unofficial. Is it official, unofficial, unofficial? It's the, it's the unofficial. It's official. The, no. It's the unofficial official cup of the UFC, right? I guess of, the, and of, it, of MMA. Basically, of any MMA fighter. Listen. If they know what's going on, they're going to be using the Diamond MMA Cup. Be sure you tune in to the YouTube channel, by the way, because we're going to show you just how tough and how durable and how well they protect pretty soon. We got a video coming out. In the meantime, check out DiamondMMA.com. Use the promo code Jujitsu Radio at checkout, and you will save 10%. And also, make sure you're following us online. Did you know we have a Facebook, Sean? I did know. Yeah. Well, you guys can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram at Jiu-Jitsu Radio. Just type in Jiu-Jitsu Radio on Facebook or on Instagram. We'll pop right up. You can also follow Sean at Gorilla Boy BJJ. Or if you want to see some awesome behind-the-scenes photos and videos, check out Sonder Marketing. That's my business page. That's where I have all the photos of the stuff that you always hear us talk about here on the podcast. So all the support you guys give us is much appreciated, and we see it. Trust me, we see it every day, and I can't thank you guys enough for all the support. Now, with that being said, we got a lot to go over today and some shit talking to do. Let's get this bitch started. You can't <laughs> Deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Keep stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! Are you seriously playing for tennis for money on your phone? I am. How big of a loser are you? Like, I know you're single and everything. I'm a degenerate gambler. Like, how are you even... Like, some people play poker. You're here playing tennis for money on an app on your phone. I was. And then you lost? I lost. How bad? Huh? How bad did you lose? It was uh, four to three. Mm, That's a pretty big loss. Any loss is a big loss. Sure is. Well, how do you fuck you even start... Like, playing tennis for money on the phone. Like, how little do you have going on in your life that that's where you end up? It's not that I don't have very little going on. It's just I found it, and it was fun, and it's... Uh, that's the same thing people say about heroin. No, no, because I, 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 I stay awake when I do this. I get a charge out of it. I get oh, so a, that's I get called cocaine. When I win. That's co- That's cocaine. How much money have you put into this? Oh, not much. How much have you won? Uh, not much. <laughs> How much did you start off with? How much did I start off with? I yeah. put 20 in. And what are you at now? 24. 
So wait, no, no. How many times did you put another twenty in? No, I've only. I literally just started over the last week. So I put twenty. What's in. the lowest you got? Like what's the I lowest? I've gone below twenty yet. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. It's a true story. That's fucking horrible. Um. You gotta fix your mic. You're low. I gotta fix mine too. Where the hell did you even find that at? I got sources. You were sitting on the can. You were going through the fucking app store, and you wrote, "No, I can no, play I tennis from." No, I through the app store. Really? I go I to the app store all the time. I only, I only, the only thing that happens is I'll play a game and I'll get suggestions. Stupid. <laughs> Cheers. And so I'll play those games. That's that's pretty bad. I can't say shit because I got into online poker. Years ago, I got obsessed with poker, and I started playing online poker. And to me, online poker is the worst possible poker because it's all computer-generated. Not all of them. The new ones now, actually, you have a live dealer. All of them. No, no, no. The new ones. There's new ones now where you have a live dealer, and people tune in, and you have a live person. There is a video, though. It's like a Twitch thing almost, but instead of video games, it's a guy dealing. Yeah, 100%. Pretty sure it's on Twitch. But there's actually a video of a guy. He's, like, playing for huge money, and you can see the dealer. He spots the dealer cheating, and he does, like, a – I forget what it's called, but he does, like, a, a fake pull of the card. So instead of taking the top card, he goes for the one under it, and he ends up fucking the guy out of, like, $200,000 on video, on video, and he can't do anything about it because they're offshore. <laughs> There was actually a huge um, scandal years ago involving like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and a bunch of like celebrities for online poker because they found out that they were cheating. There was a glitch in the in the game and they could see the cards that were coming up. They like figured out like a glitch. So they were making tons and tons of money. Good for them. Yeah. Well, not anymore because they got all that money taken away. They can't prove shit. No, there was a, it was a huge thing. It was like a scandal. Actually, there's a there's a really good podcast. I forget what it was called, but it talks about you know who Phil Ivey is? Nope. Phil Ivey is basically like was the Was he the guy that wears the sunglasses all the time? No, that's um I thought his name was Phil. That's Phil. It's Phil um damn. People are going to be pissed off, I remember. No, Phil Ivey is the uh is this like young black dude kind of like the Tiger Woods of poker. Um Degenerate gambler, and he is it. Feel like let me double check. How come we don't? How come it always makes me laugh that we call degenerate gamblers degenerate gamblers, and we don't call degenerate drug addicts degenerate drug addicts because they're just drug addicts. Is kind of just implied. Yeah, but what what makes the difference between a gambler and a degenerate gambler? A degenerate gambler. Am I muted? No. A degenerate gambler has, like, no regards for, like, anybody else's, like, or their own, like, uh, yeah, Phil Ivey, um, for their own safety or financial needs. It's just kind of like, whatever, like, put it on the line. It's like, oh, well. I, I don't got- play drug addicts are the same way. Well, right. How come we don't call them degenerate drug addicts? I think you call them. I think no, the only the only time you really hear degenerate before a name is when it comes to gambling. I guess. I think 
You don't hear someone say that's a degenerate drunk or degenerate dr- drug addict. Or- no, I think that just saying alcoholic or drunk or drug addict is kind of like severe enough. Like if you get called that at, at a certain point, then it's kind of like, yeah, it's bad enough. I don't think there's any real difference between a degenerate alcoholic and an alcoholic. It is what it is. Like there's a gambler and then there's a degenerate gambler. Like I would gamble, but clearly you're a degenerate gambler if you're gambling on fucking tennis. No, I know, apps. I get it. I understand the term. I just don't understand why we only use it. You're the for fucking gamblers. writer, you tell me. No, it's not I don't think there's a answer to it. I yeah. just think it's one of those things. No, so there's this thing that happened, like this podcast talks about this uh this whole scam that happened. It, with Phil Ivy and this Asian lady, and it's actually a really good story. This Asian lady basically got shafted by the Las Vegas casinos, and she like vowed to just rob them of all their money. Like some, I forget what it was. I think they like kicked her out of the um, out of the casinos or something like that, and took all her money or some some crazy like that. Someone basically took all her money, so she's like fuck this i'm screwing everybody over so she started getting loans from people and she became a like like a prodigy of of uh card games and stuff like that and she hustled tons of casinos out of millions and millions of dollars she would literally just travel with a suitcase of money show up and just wipe them all out so what she did is she found a casino in Europe where she could sit there and pull like every trick in the book and get paid, but she needed somebody to go with her. So she got Phil Ivey. He's like, you want in? Like, it's not technically cheating, but it's bending the rules to your favor to the point where it's like they found the right dealer that would, that was kind of chill with them. And then they were like, okay, well, I'm very, very uh, superstitious. So I need you to, to deal the, the cards this way every time so instead of like flipping the cards she'd have to like deal them like straightforward or something or it's got to face east it's got to face south because they realized the way that the cards were cut um there's a certain border where you could tell like if you looked at it enough times you could tell which card had what border cut out it was just like a certain pack of cards and um they just sat there and made millions and millions of dollars on one thing and they wiped them out but they wouldn't get like the casino wouldn't give their money right away because like something's the fuck going on well and, and and here's the thing fuck casinos because they fleece people out of billions of dollars every year so suck it up casinos yeah i mean that's the hustle if you can play listen if you put tons of money in, in casinos they'll take care of you Obviously, you got to be putting down tons of money, but I mean, people make millions and millions of dollars. You know what I find weird? I find weird that like regular folks get into playing poker and like end up playing poker for like millions millions of dollars. dollars. Like a guy that's like works in like construction becomes a millionaire. He he starts playing like at his, like they have games at the the dog track. No, I used to go to them. I used to, like, I used to, what it was, um, the one that I played, I think it was called um, Dynamite Poker. So every Friday night, they would have poker games at the bowling alleys. And then you go to the, so if you won that one, the next day, they would have full tournaments at other bars or whatever so if you won friday night you got the invitation to go compete over there if you won that one then you could win 
um, I forget what it was, how many you had to win, and then you could win a satellite seat for the World Series of Poker Tournament. So I mean, right? They would pay for your entry fee and give you. You the win stake. it, yeah. No, you, yeah. They, you win it, you can go do whatever. Even uh, one of my cousins in Argentina, he won a seat at the World Series of Poker Tournament, and he was gonna go, and they just didn't give him a visa. But no, dude, I was a hundred percent. I was a hundred and ten percent into fucking poker, and I was obsessed. I was reading the books. I was reading everything where you start learning about percentages, and I was just completely obsessed with no Every- limit. Everything I've been told about poker is less about the cards and more about the people you're playing with. Yeah, it's no, it's a huge psychological aspect because just looking at what's on the table and how you're betting, depending on how you play, like I can tell what cards you have. And it happened to me. It happened to me. I remember the first time someone read my cards almost to the T, I almost shit my pants because I never saw it in person. And the guy's like, Oh, you have a queen 10. I had a queen jack. I'm like, oh, shit. This guy read me fucking solid. <laughs> and no, it's there's there's certain people that are just good enough. Uh, Phil Iverson. I think it's Phil Iverson. Phil Iver- Iverson is the one that's the professor, the one that bitches all the time. Yeah, he's, but, a, he's a crybaby. Yeah, he's a crybaby, but he's good. But no, the people sit there and read the percentages. So it's like, okay, well. You know, these are the cards that were dealt, so there's a 20% chance that, or you have four outs or six outs on the cards that you need to win this next hand. So it's a lot of math, it's a lot of percentages and stuff. So if you know that, it takes a big part of the game out of the way, but the rest comes down to reading people. So I can tell by how you bet. If you, let's say the, the, the flop comes out and you bet a certain way well i can tell maybe there was it was an ace a two and a three well then you there's a good chance you either have pairs or you have a straight or if it's all suited well then there's a good chance that if you have the um the flush over me whatever so for example let's say have you played like serious dominoes yeah Okay, so like if you're playing dominoes, you can basically count or read what other person's hand is. Like I can tell that you have maybe the last one, you know, same thing. It's like, well, I know I have two aces in my hand and there's one on the table. So there's only one left. Do you have it? Mm, Probably not because you probably would have bet harder. Either way, I have two still. So I already have the trips. So you see, like, it keeps adding yeah. up and adding up. No, no, up. no. And the thing is, but that's, when you really think about, since we're on the subject of poker and, and reading things, it's, just, it's really no different than in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. There's a, you know what people, how people are going to roll within the first 20 seconds of a match or the first 30 seconds. Well, that's like the di- especially I guess if you look at it, if you're someone that studies the game a lot and you know the people that you go that are in your bracket or whatever locally yeah you can definitely tell it's like i can usually tell if someone's going to be the guard puller that's usually pretty easy to see i mean you can tell always who's going to be the the muscle who's going to try and do like the grimy stuff just by the certain way that they they initiate the the contact and stuff for sure um i think it's certain things that people like that's why i love um BJJ Scout, the Valhalla Club. It's kind of playing like, who's the person that's actually going to get the submission on this one? Who's the one that's going to like get put to sleep? But, I mean, I'll look at, I'll watch people just when they're warming up. 
and I'll look at what they're rubbing the most, like, or what they're doing. It's like, he's I, rubbing his, like, shin the most or his knee. He's doing a lot of knee warm-ups. That means his knees are probably kind of whack. I read people. I read people differently. I read. I look for their aggression. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's the first thing I look for in a match is I look for their aggression, and um, and I kind of like I dig when they're aggressive because that means I get to be aggressive nine times out of ten. If they're not aggressive, I'm not going to be aggressive with them. But because um, there's there's a couple levels to my game. There's my regular game, then there's my aggressive game, and then there's my dick aggressive game. <laughs> I got I got an aggressive dick game. Um, but it's because there are people like like so I can be aggressive and be you know normal. You know what I'm saying? I can right. I can be just be moving fast and and flowing from transition to transition. But there's some guys that you roll with that do dick shit. Oh, for sure. And and so if if that's you know if that's going to be the game we're playing, I got plenty of dick shit I can do to you if that's what you're going to do to me. I mean, I will always roll respectfully but hard, especially in tournaments. And I'll let the other person the second the other person does the dick move, fucking done. Like, okay, then now I can take it to that yeah, next level. Yeah, it, it gives you permission. Sometimes it can backfire though cuz if you don't go to that level from the start then you end up getting caught i i mean i just prefer the i never get I, I, with heavyweights it's too hard to go super aggressive yeah you'll and, get and cast get, out well and get and get caught like yeah like there's the game is when it starts it's so simple that if you're if you're super aggressive from the you might push me back for the first like minute not even i mean like for the initial uh like when we when we you know start interaction the, right. yeah like the the first series but as soon as i feel you're being super aggressive i get to be super aggressive back and 9 times out of 10 i can over aggress somebody yeah. just be, and and not not because i'm a i'm i'm more aggressive than they are but in the in the ultra heavyweight division, my gas is normally better. For me, yeah, I I mean, especially the bigger guys. Bigger guys don't always have the best cardio. I've yet to see a a, a guy in my division that has as good a cardio as me. Which I don't want to jinx myself because then I'm gonna get fucking worked in the next tournament. But guys that are weight, they don't have the best cardio, and that's because they're so used to being able to lay on top of guys. Yeah, and that's not a, and. and and, and not move, you yeah. know, and that because I, you know, they're fine winning two two to nothing. Yeah. Or you know, getting want, that one sweep or that one yeah. like advantage, and I fucking hate that because it gets boring. But it's it's one of those things. I that had the most boring match at the last Miami Open with uh, Charlo. Yeah, I remember. It, it's the same thing we did at the Worlds in 2016. You know what it is though? If I read someone as being like, I can tell this person's overly aggressive, like super hard. Like okay, so. This is my my best chance to just piss them off. I'll piss them off to no end, and then I'll make sure that they gas themselves out the first two minutes because then after that, it's mine. After that, it's mine because you're going to be so aggravated. You're going to start making mistakes because you just keep on wanting like, come in super hard. So just 
do the little things to aggravate you. You're not going to get this grip. You're not going to get that push. You're not going to sit there and, and yank me a certain way. And a lot of times when someone gets so overly aggressive, that's when they get sloppy. That's yeah. why I'll always just come in mellow. I used to be like, oh, I'm going to come in like guns a blazing now. Like even the, the last new breed that I did, I was just, I literally just walked up. There's video of me just walking up to the guy, not sprawling, no nothing. Because he was so aggressive, but he didn't even know where he wanted to go. I just walked straight up and just went, yeah, and then took him down. That was it. It was just, there was nothing. There was nothing there. It was just, and it's a good mind fuck. It was a good mind fuck because you see him just like didn't know what was going well, on. I, like I knew Charlotte was going to be aggressive. That's yeah. Well, that's you what, rolled with yeah, him enough. Yeah, we've, we've, we've done enough. So I knew we were going to be aggressive with each other. It's just, he is like, again, I will take a 6'6", 360-pound uh, ultra heavyweight over a Charlot who's like 5'9", yeah. you know, 235, 240 of, of, of jackness. Yeah. You know, it's because it's like it's too hard for me to get underneath somebody that much shorter than me. Yeah. And it's not like I'm going to shoot, which I did. I ended up did I did end up trying to shoot just at the last moment. Yeah, I figured we had a few seconds left. I'm going to go for this shot. It was a terrible shot. Yeah, um, and it was from way outside. But I wanted to get some kind of action going because um, one of my favorite things to do is to shoot, let them get that side ride position, and then fat boy roll them. Yeah. So um, it's funny. Not that many people use that fat boy roll. Like honestly, out of everyone that I know, it's really just you and I. They use the fat boy rule, and like, it's, if you time it, it feels so good. It feels so good, and they're never and they they so, feel so shitty. In, in Orlando, I don't know if you watched my last match in Orlando with with the guy with the glasses. He looked he, um, I don't shorter think so. guy. I was busy getting my purple belt at the time. Uh, yeah, so shorter guy, and I was going. No, it was the one when we were on the same mat. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and at the like, he got the takedown. He was up by an advantage, mm. and he ended up getting. I ended up going for a sloppy shot. He got that side ride position, and then yeah. I did the fat boy roll, and he audibly went "wah." <laughs> and then when I got to side control, because I knew once I got side of control, I would get yeah, to my totally. neon belly. I yeah. got neon belly. I got my two points, and then I just settled back down and looked for the kill. Yeah, you know, I, I but I didn't need to be overly aggressive. I was waiting yeah. for the kill to come to me. It's good control. Yeah, yeah, it's good control. Yeah, it's always funny. It's like it's the shittiest feeling for people that don't know what the fat boy. It's roll also is. called a Peterson roll. Right. It's when you are in a turtle position and your opponent is reaching across your back on the hip line and puts their arm in almost elbow deep and you'll trap that same side arm, you'll trap their elbow in and basically just tuck and roll so they come flying over you as you roll to face them. They come, they, there's nothing you can really do. Because once you have that arm trapped and your center line is over your the the spine, then it's they're going anywhere. And then one of the one of my favorite is when they try to reach that and grab your wrist at the same time. Yeah. Then they're really locked in. And yeah. I'm like yes. Then they're gone. You just have to make sure when when you get to that that you twist your arm in the right position to pop the out of the wrist control. 
Well, yeah, but popping out of risk control from that position is easy. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm actually pretty excited about this weekend for that World Series of Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. I, it's, I, I, I wish it was a little bit like like I want to enter it. Yeah. <laughs> I, want, I want a Rolex. I'm going to get there early because they're going to have the rule meeting, the, the rules meeting, but I'll probably get there early just to do a um, – just to do some drilling and stuff like that if you want to meet up early. What time? What time? What time? I got to double check. I think we have to be there. I'm going to get there at 9. Rules meeting, I'm pretty sure, is 9. I got to check my messages. Um, and I believe it really starts at like around 11, 12, okay. something like that. I'll let you know um, tonight, tomorrow uh, when we start. But, yes, we are going to be live streaming and commentating uh, the – World Series of Jiu-Jitsu Tournament at Combat Club here in Lantana, Florida, Saturday. Um, I believe now it's just a single-day uh, tournament, so it's actually going to be a lot of fun. I know we still are getting a lot of positive feedback from the Zenobia Open that we did a few months ago, and I had a blast. Yeah, it was fun. It was totally fun. Oh, by the way, I got news yesterday, yesterday or today, that we might have a, a special guest showing up. Uh, what not day? guaranteed well, Saturday, uh, Saturday Saturday yeah for the for the tournament I think uh, our homeboy Carlos might be showing up so I told him be ready to get on the mic so it'd be great yeah, yeah, yeah. to have an actual ref and so we can say this is what he should have done and then have him say yeah you guys are wrong this is what the actual point is so it should be fun should be fun to to have him on there hopefully uh, no guarantees yet uh, he said he was coming down but he's in Orlando now so it all depends. Oh, shout out to Carlos and happy Veterans Day. Yes. To all of them. Shout out to all the veterans. Happy Veterans Day is such an awkward thing. Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really. I just say, and even then, I was having a conversation with someone a few weeks ago, and I asked him, like, what do you, what do you think? He's like, yeah, it's kind of awkward. It makes it like, weird when someone not says happy Veterans Day, but thank you for your service. Like, what do you want me to say? Like, hey. You're, You're welcome. welcome. You yeah. Know? But it's like it kind of makes it awkward. And I remember his response was, thank you for letting me serve. And then kind of throws the ball back in their court. My what I rather do, you, instead of saying thank you for your service, uh -huh. I just let them instead of saying I, I, what I tend to say is I appreciate what you've done for the for the country. Yeah. It's easier, and it's like okay, that's that's an easier way to go than thank you for your service. And the thing is, what the the whole thank you for your service thing, it's just so rote and and, and like it's like generic, generic. But not even that. I think for some people, it might because you don't know the real circumstances of as to why they joined. So maybe it might throw them off a little bit. It might kick back, kind of like, yeah, well, it's not, I didn't really have a choice, kind of. Right, thing. right, exactly. So, yeah. so like that's why I say I appreciate, you know, the work you did for our country. Did, did they ever have to do military service to keep from going to jail? Was no. that ever a thing? No, I feel like that was a thing. It may maybe like that back was probably in just a movie. 40, 41 or something like that. It you might know? have been just like a movie thing. Yeah, it might have been that, or it might, again, it might have been. I think you're thinking stripes. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's all a blur now. They all just mix together. Um, speaking of which, did you get uh, Disney Plus? I have it. I just didn't I haven't paid for it yet because I really want to watch Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Yeah, I got. And watch then that. there's something else that's coming on there too. It's another Star Wars store. 
uh, I think there's a Obi Wan. Yeah, <gasps> that one looks so good. It's a movie with Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan on young, Tatooine. Young Obi Wan, not or, young, like it was middle like age after the whole Darth Vader thing. Yeah, yeah, it was like during the time where. This is like why he ended up on Tatooine and being a hermit. Not why, but just what happened once he got to Tatooine. Yeah. Which is always funny. That Have you seen the the trailer for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen the trailer for the new Sonic the Hedgehog? The updated Sonic the Hedgehog? It actually looks pretty fucking good now. No, it does not. It looks pretty funny. It does funny. not look good. It looks like classic Jim Carrey. No, I don't. I, I'm digging I'm, it. I'm done with Jim Carrey. Why? Oh, because of his whole, like, political thing? Yeah, he's too... He's gone. He went deep with the mushrooms. He went deep on mushrooms and acid. Yeah, like, it's, it's like, it's beyond, like, it's beyond obnoxious. That's why I just... Yeah. It's, it's like, come on, dude. The paintings, his paintings are fucking awesome. When they get, like, political paintings, I'm kind of like... Uh. You know, my whole thing is, is again, and, and even though my business is politics... Yeah. I don't... When I'm out, when I'm not getting paid for it bullshit stop don't bullshit no no what i'm saying is but like you'll never see something political posted on my page i will discuss politics left and right but you do not see me attacking people that's just because you don't want bullshit to get start thrown at you no it has nothing to do with that it really does have to do with i realized how divisive politics is oh it's so bad so it's like i'd rather not add any more negativity to a world that's already got a shit ton of it speaking of negativity did i tell you I almost got into a fight at the gas station the other day no you want to hear fucking dumb people are getting like people are so fucking dumb they're so quick to pick fights over the dumbest shit just the dumbest shit like i blew my mind like listen i love a good confrontation but I'm also not stupid enough to sit there and throw all my shit out the window just because, like, someone wants to act hard. I went to the gas station because I was having a leak in my tire, so I just wanted to get in air. Wawa has free air. It's, like, the only gas station, evidently, that has free air, which I'll take it. But Good on you, Wawa. But for whatever reason, every time you go to Wawa, there's always a line of people trying to get free i've never seen so many cars every time i pass by wawa like trying to get air in their tires whatever so i went knowing that there was probably going to be a good handful of people i still need air in my tires so i pull all the way to the right and there's one car next to me one car next to that person and another car parked like four or five spaces away not even in line if you will into the whole thing I wasn't even paying attention to it. There was no one even standing there. So the the third car, the second car, whatever, I guess, um, they've put air in their tire. They hand the tube over to the air hose over to the guy next to me. So he goes, he fills his tire. He just hands it to me. Literally just hands it to me. I don't say shit. I was like, whatever. He just hands it to me. And all of a sudden you hear, uh, excuse me. I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? Excuse me. I'm like, what he's like uh am i not even here i'm like uh what he's like i'm standing right here you're just gonna skip me i was like bro he just handed me the thing do you like you don't have to be rude about it and then he starts stepping up to me like from 15 feet away he marches with his hands out like bro like for sure like it looks like you're about to throw like 
And I'm just sitting there like I step back, like kind of like getting my space, getting ready just in case. I was like, bro, you don't have to be rude. He's like, how is me announcing myself rude? I'm like, my man, like you want fucking air. Take the fucking air. Like what? Like you're being rude. All you got to do is say it. I didn't even see you there. It's like, how is that being rude? So he, like, you can tell this dude is escalating shit. So I look at the guy that handed me the thing and he's just like, probably went. Yeah, no, that's serious, exactly <laughs> what he did. It's exactly what he, he just kind of like shrugged his shoulders and got in his car and left. I'm like, bro, I got bigger shit to worry about in life than free fucking air. Go ahead, take it. And you can tell that it's like it was bugging him that I didn't keep the escalation going. So there's something would have happened. So I just handed him the hose, just crossed my hands and partially my ego and the other part like i fucking hate people thinking that they can just talk to other people like that just being fucking rude like i was just fucking seething i'm like man like it would take just two seconds to fucking handle this guy i know it just from looking at him it would just take two seconds to handle this guy i'm like no it's not fucking worth it it's not fucking worth it and like i just told him i was like i got bigger shit to worry about than free air my man like if that's what you want like if you want to throw it for free air take it and I just hand it to him. And, like, you could tell he was just kind of like, mm. He goes, takes a sweet time. I'm like, bro, I got all fucking night. Like, let's go. Mind you, it's like 8 o'clock at night. So right now it's pitch black. So it's bad enough. Like, you don't fucking start shit late at night at a fucking gas station. So I sat there for, like, four or five minutes just twiddling my thumbs, just counting and calming myself down. And the dude finally came up. And now he, like, realized that he was being a dipshit. So he's trying to kind of, like, lighten up the mood. I was like... Whatever, man. I just took it and just turned my back and just, like, watched them walk away. It's like, bro, like, I've never seen... In the past year, I've told you all the crazy stories that's happened to me. It's the past year, all I keep seeing is people just wanting to escalate stuff. Like, the guy that was swerving the car at me. Remember that one? No. I didn't tell you that? No. Dude. Well, I told you about the one I had out in front of my work. No. I didn't tell you that one? No. Um, so I was leaving work one day. Right. And I work where you, you know where I work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's two buildings and there's parking lot between them. And I work in the west building and then there's an east building that's got a place called, for those that are not in Florida, called, uh, what is it? Joe's. Something Joe's. Uh, Joe's? Uh, oh, Bar Louie. Sorry. Not even fucking not even, yeah. close. So it's Bar Louie. So I'm, I pulled out of the parking garage. I'm heading east. Mm-hmm. So I got to go by the Bar Louie. And there's this car parked in the middle of the road. It's a blue Civic. And I'm sitting there going, why is this guy not moving? And so I sat there for a good 30 seconds. Like, that's plenty of time. And then after 30 seconds, I gave him a little beep, beep. I didn't even do the right. I went beep, beep. The dude gets... I think, like, his car moves for a second. Then he puts it in park and gets out. And he go and he's got a camera. I'm like, I'm like, uh, what do you do? I go, you got to block the middle of the road? He's like, I'm taking pictures. I don't, I said, I don't care what you're doing. I go, there's a parking spot right there. And, and, not, and here's the thing. He wasn't in our lane. He was like. It almost like in the middle of the two lanes, so like you couldn't go around. You're taking them. pictures of what? Are you? A Bar Louie. No, he's taking pictures of Bar Louie. And and um he and I'm like 
And he, he gets out and he's like, relax. I go, no, you relax. I go. That's the biggest. Yeah, yeah, too, yeah. Man. I go, I go. Um, I go, what the hell are you doing? He's like, I'm taking pictures. I'm working for the police. I go, what? I go, I don't care who you're working for. You don't have to park in the middle of the road. Have some consideration. And he's like, I'll do what I want. I'm like. Oh, I get it. I go, it's funny. I didn't know you were the king of the world. I expected the king of the world to have a nicer car than a Honda Civic. Yeah. And um, and a car came by, and I went. I started to go around him, and he and he's, he said something like, like uh, go fuck yourself or something like that. It was either fuck you or fuck yourself or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I pulled in front of his car, and I got out of my car. And I'm like, what is your problem? And he starts stuttering. Yeah. Because when people see me in a yeah, car, they're like, oh, because my man I, that I, I have a tiny car. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they, they don't think that a, a you know a six foot two, three hundred seventy five pound, idiot's gonna get out looking like a Viking, uh, like a Viking. Like go ahead, keep on going with the with the analogies here. Keep yeah. Going. So I get out and he's like, I'm taking a picture for the police. I'm taking a picture. and he jumps in his car, backs up and and takes off. Funny enough, the police station's right next to it too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. Well, like, actually, do I don't think it's there yeah. anymore. Yeah, it's still there. It's still there. Yeah, but it's like a small office. But even yeah. then, it's like okay, that's even worse for him because if he was saying he's taking photos for the police, then he's sitting there and like pretending to be well, like. Here's a what I think he. If anything, he's probably like a private eye. Yeah, and no, or, if he was or, a private eye, he would have more. Or he works for a lawyer that yeah. wanted like pictures, evidence, evidence and stuff like that. Because I know lawyers like hire guys to like. Yeah, but even the then, but he wouldn't say if he was a like working for a lawyer, he wouldn't say I'm taking photos for the police. Like at the most, maybe it's like an intern or something trying to act tough. Yeah, I don't whatever. know what he was, but he yeah. was an older guy. I told him go back to New York. <laughs> that was the, that was the other thing I told him before I got out of the car. Yeah. I go, why don't you go back to New York? We already have enough. Uh, we already have enough assholes in our state. So there was a, there was a bunch of stuff I said. No. That was just like, <laughs> how about? This guy, the 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 one that fucking set me off, and he's, and I saw him again like a few weeks ago, and I saw his car again. I wanted like he's lucky I couldn't pull up next to him. I was driving to to work, and there's there's a school zone, so I'm going school go school zone speed limit, right? I stop at the light. And he's just sitting there, like, flipping off, like, I'm like, bro, like, what's your issue? Like, in my rear mirror, I'm just like, what's your issue? Like, we can't go anywhere. And he's just flipping out. I'm like, whatever, man. Like, I just flipped him off, like, because he was flipping me off. It's like, bro, I shit you not. He's like, ah. Like, how is that an insult to me? Is that like, what, are you saying you want to blow yeah. me? I was like, dude, whatever. I just flipped him off. So I start moving. He hauls ass, cuts off the person to the left, because I was in the middle lane, gets next to me. And starts swerving at me. So I rolled down my window. I was like, bro, what's your fucking problem? While we're still moving forward. Swerves at me. I can't go to the side because there's a car next to me. So it's kind of like I could move a little bit. Bro, like, I kid you not who's this close to my fucking car. So he keeps swerving after me. He's like, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, you fucking piece of shit. I'll fucking kill you. I'm like, you want to kill me? I'm like, are you serious right now? And I couldn't even grab my phone. I wish I could have filmed him. And he keeps swearing. He's like, oh, yeah, you want to act tough? Let's go. Let's go. I was like, you want to pull over? He's like, yeah, let's fucking pull over. I was like, bro, let's pull over. I'm all about this. I'm all about this. So I pull over to like a turning lane so I know nobody's there. 
And instead of pulling over too, he pulls up next to me. He's like, oh, you fucking piece of shit. You want to go? I'll fucking kill you. It's like an older white dude. Like, had to be like late 40s white dude from New York. I'm like, are you seriously threatening me? You're going to kill me. I was like, bro, we can do this. Like, pull over. Like, go off to the side. Let's go. You know, you were fucking close. Like, let's go, dude. I'm telling you, please get out of your car. I'm asking you to. Like, and he keeps going. People are honking. So once I start taking off my belt buckle and getting out of the car, he realizes he fucked up because someone was calling his bluff. Bro, I've never seen anyone take off so quick. I'm like, please, like, come on. Six foot four, 220 pounds. This guy is like 50 years old, like, and just a blubber piece of shit, like five foot two. I was like, come on, please, let's go. Took off. So then I went after him and he was trying to like swerve. I'm just taking my time. Thought he was going to catch the, the green light to turn, ends up getting stopped. So like I pull up right next to him, like, just looking at him. I just sat like this, just facing him, like. Was he nothing? yelling still? No. Because he, he realized he fucked up. And then he just looked dead forward. Like, the rest of the world didn't exist. I'm, like, honking. Like, it was, like, and then he fucked up. Because it's, like, you're in traffic. So now I know every day you're taking that route. Because clearly you're taking that route. And I saw him again. Man, I couldn't pull up next to him. But it's, is like. his car stick out? As far as, like, what kind of car it is? Yeah. No, I just took a photo of his license plate. I had, like, I had it fucking, like, memorized. So, like, if I see it again, I'm like, man, like, for sure we're going to have words. Like, I'm not going to pull over. Like, you don't know what I'm carrying. I know you're not carrying because you're from New York, so you're not allowed to have a fucking gun. I'm like, so it's kind of win-win for me. Granted, you're in Florida, but mm, you're not going to be able to really fucking carry one here. So it's just kind of, man... Like this whole year, I've had shit like that all the time where it's people just pushing the button, pushing the button. Like they want that, to go. That only happened to me. Like that, that's the only thing that's happened to me. You know, I like I've had, I've had, you know, like moving confrontations. Yeah. But like this one was me getting out of the actual car. And you know me, I've never been in a it fight takes, in my it life. Takes a, it takes a fucking lot to push those buttons. Yeah. For sure. On me, it's like. You know, and, and look, I was just, I wasn't even trying to be a dick with the, I, I started with a little honk honk. Like I didn't, I like, I could yeah. have been a dick, Yeah. but I was like, maybe this guy doesn't see me back here. Maybe he's doing something on his phone and, you know, I just wanted to get his attention. But he was still in the car. He wasn't outside of his car. No, he got out of his car. No, I'm saying when he was like initially, initially the car was just in there. And it was just stopped there. I, yeah. I didn't see he And he was taking a picture. I saw that he was taking a picture. And then um, he went, so like I saw him take a picture, then he went back inside the car, right. and I expected him to put it in drive and move, take but off, we right. were still there another 15 seconds, and I was like, that's so when stupid. I gave him the double honk. Yeah, 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 it's so stupid, man. People just want to escalate shit for no fucking reason. There's absolutely no reason to escalate it, but like, and they don't the get thing, it. And here's the thing, as a jiu-jitsu, what do you get as, a, as, as, like, I think to myself, do I want to do jujitsu on this guy? Or would I ra would it just be easier to throw hands? So it's like it's like that's what was going through my head. Yeah, was like should I even w try to take this dude down? Because that's always like look. I realize that jujitsu isn't ideal for the street because once you're on the ground, well, it's also close range. They might have a knife. Like that's the biggest thing. That's the one thing that. A lot of guys don't pay attention to with jujitsu as like their main thing is that you don't pay you don't think of the possibility 
this person has a knife. It's very easy to conceal. I so, carry a knife in my back pocket everywhere right. I go. No, for sure. And, so, and not as a weapon, but like as a tool. Like yeah. if I need to open something. No, or- but if you if you were in the middle of a do or die situation, for sure you're thinking, oh, I got my fucking I knife. I got my knife on me. Yeah. yeah. And so someone's trying to kill me with something. First of all, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to sit there and sound like, oh, well, I got into a street fight. This is what I fucking do. No, no. for sure. Like, but if I'm sitting there in a fight, like, and I don't have my gun, then I'd sit there and just like, inside leg kick. Because they're going to fall, they're going to step in, and they're going to fall, and then step back. Like, you sure you want to do this? Well, that's that. all All's I, would, I was thinking is, like, if this turns physical, I'm just going to assume my standing striking position, and I'm going to bob, and I'm going to move. Listen, like, I'm going like, to be honest with you. Your standing striking position, not threatening whatsoever. I don't know. You would, like, to me, you would look like Joe Dirt. Like you got something to say? I got a mic right here. I got a backup mic no, right I'm, here. I'm more, I'm more like Jim Carrey and me, myself, and Irene. Probably that's what it was like. <laughs> like just jerk it. Like that's. I'd be like if someone say that. See, it wouldn't be intimidating. It would be more like this guy's got issues. You know what? You got a big man. That's all you. <laughs> no, you my win. stance is. There's nothing wrong with my stance. Oh well, that's debatable. That's debatable. I don't think you've ever seen me do strength. Yes, I have. I have photos. I took photos of you doing it, like hitting the bag and stuff. Yeah, you were. They were posed photos. Oh, get the fuck out of my face! I'm like, Sean. you were asking for posed photos. No, the same, the same, you, the, the whole, the whole thing, the same thing with Andrew. Oh, po- choking you out, choking, choking me in the bow and arrow, like, like no, that one you gave him. I right. I, I, there is a way to do something when you're but taking pictures. What I said was, Sean, just punch the bag. We did take the posed ones at the end, but at first it was. Sean, hit the bag because you were busy modeling your fucking pink pounder Muay Thai gloves. Was it a Triumph? Was it Triumph? Yeah. Yeah, Triumph United gloves, whatever. Pink and bright, uh, hot pink and purple. Yeah, the green ones are kind of dope, though. Yeah. I should have bought those. But no. I got black ones now. That look tough. Yeah. They look tough. I'm just like, I can't punch for shit, but man, I I look tough. I punch good enough. No, it's. People are fucking dumb, man. It's it's one of those things that, and I don't want to fight anybody. That's the thing. Like I don't want to fight anybody. I want if I can go through. I've gone forty six. Well, I, again, I don't count the 46 bouncing. Forty six and zero. I no, I don't count the bouncing uh-huh. as not fighting. I mean, one on one, I hate you, you hate me, or we have a personal problem. Let's fight. I've gone forty six years without having to do that. I used to fight all the time in middle school. Yeah, elementary school and middle school because especially it was more when I moved here because I didn't speak the language and everybody picked on me. Man, I used to get in fights. I switched schools two times, three times. Like the first school, the first school that I went to here in Florida, I lasted two weeks, two weeks. And I got into a fight. This kid spit in my face and I just fucking I went after it. I would I remember I was in the bathroom and I got picked on. And then we were, like, coming back. Like, the class as a group was coming back. How do you know you got picked on? How do I know? Yeah, you Other, don't speak the language. No, I, I spoke English by the time I came to Florida. Because, remember, I moved to Colorado first. Oh, yeah, 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 And then from there, we were there a few months. And then I came down to Florida. So, by the time I got to Florida, I could get around. But, no, they're, like, I remember they were, like, pushing me, making fun of me. So, we got back to the class. And these were the portables. Like, you ever, like, had those portable class? And there was this kid that like was hiding under the 
the stairs. I'll never fu- for, fucking forget it, man. This kid was hiding under the staircase, at, like in front of the portables. Scare or the or the or was it a uh, ramp? No, no, it was the steps. It was the step ones. It was like three or four steps, and it was this kid was under it, and I I said something, and he just hocked the fattest loogie in my fucking face. And I went like nuts. I was like, what the fuck? I, like, I didn't even like put two and two together. What was going on? Next thing you know, we were fighting. And they like took me to the principal's office. Like they called my parents and everything. And then like my parents like, what happened? I was like, the kid spit in my face. And then my mom flipped out. Like, what the fuck? Why am I here? He spit in my son's face. He was defending. And so they're like, no, no fighting here. Like done. Switch. And then it took I'm me- wondering, could you imagine if schools changed that rule? Like if 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 school was like like the real world, like one on one, like go not, out, take not, it outside. No, not even like that. But like if somebody attacks you and you defend yourself, it should be on that kid. Now it's like everybody gets suspended. Yeah. Like if if you if both of you if you guys fight, it doesn't matter who started. If you it. got if let's say like you got into a fight with let's say like my best friend over here, and I got in and I stopped you two, I get suspended too. I get suspended because they see me like putting hands on. It doesn't matter. I get suspended too. That's how strict they are with schools. It's, we're so sorry. They don't care. They're like, they, I can't say be like, I was stopping them. I was trying to stop them from fighting. No, you were involved, suspended, and then they, you're out for two weeks. There goes your entire school year. Now you got to go to summer school because you were sitting there trying to stop a fight. That's why people get fucked up. That's why nobody helps out. Like that kid, they got bullied. Like that now they have like a whole big thing. Um, the pygmy, what's oh, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's doing the whole Raiden. thing, raiding. So it's like, man, sometimes you gotta let these fucking kids handle it. Sometimes like, and it's yeah, but that kid, there was they was, never stopped the ones that count. They never stopped the bullying, right? They never helped the kid that's getting bullied. They always stopped the fights. There, it's like someone's getting their ass kicked for a reason. One of my favorite ones is that Australian kid. Remember the little chubby kid. Where he picks him up and slams him? Picks him up and slams him? Yeah. That was... I don't think it was Australian, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I'm 90% sure. Did you ever watch the interview with the kid that got slammed? No. You got to watch that interview. So, for those of you that don't know, this was... Man, this was years and years Four ago. Four or five years. It, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't, like, way long ago. This There's a video of this little fat kid in the hallway and this shitty little blonde kid, skinny, like, piece of shit... He's picking on the fat kid. Like, not picking on him, punching him like, in the face. Well, no, first he's picking on him, and then the video started, and then he starts punching him in the face. So the fat kid literally, and he had been picked on a while by this guy. He picks him up and slams him like it was his fucking job. Like, kudos to that kid. So obviously the kid gets slammed, and he gets rocked, and he gets the wind knocked out of and him. And he tries to get up, and he's, like, stumbling all over yeah, the Yeah, and, like, you know, you do that... <laughs> Like and like it, the way he sl- he like slammed him like kind of on a planter, yeah. So it was like his shin hit the planter and he was yeah. gimping. So then that kid ended up getting suspended. So everybody obviously went to defend him, the fat kid, which is funny that I keep on calling the fat well, kid. That's but what he. That's, yeah. In the video, that's all we have. We don't have names. So the skinny kid that got slammed went on TV to defend himself, and you could tell. This kid is a piece of shit, and his dad is a piece of shit sitting next to him. Like, you can tell that the dad beats the mom and he beats the kids because you can tell, like, where the issues come from. I'll send it to you. I'll find it. But, man, it is so bad. It's like that kid is going to end up killing somebody because he's got problems at home, which, like, it makes you feel bad. But it is what it is. That's the whole thing is is I've had – I've told people, like, like, I have a huge issue with bullies. 
Um, I used to, you know, I used to stand up for kids that were getting bullied a lot. Not that I would fight somebody, but but like t- people. The whole thing with me is is people tend not to want to fight me. Yeah. So I haven't had to. That has been a blessing to me. Um. So I have a huge. I've always had a huge problem with bullies because I got bullied. Yeah. Um. But it, it, like, when you find out, the bottom line is, is most of these bullies have a. What it is is, is they have a problem at home. They have, they yeah. don't have self esteem. They have a terrible parent. Their bullying comes from a place of hurt, and that's and and the thing is, is like people say, oh, we need to stop bullying. We need to eradicate bullying. You will never. It's never going to happen. You will never get. There will always be bullies in this world because there will always be people that feel inadequate. You know what the tough part is, though, from from my point of view, from someone that was like bullied tremendously. It's one of those things where it it sucks saying it, but I think sometimes you need it. I think the bullying is probably one of those things where it it can make or break someone a hundred percent i mean there's kids that committed suicide because they got bullied so bad well, it's, and it's getting more and more people especially with online bullying and, and like online it doesn't bullying, stop yeah and especially that doesn't stop we never it. had to deal yeah, with that yeah once you left school you were in a different world and the yeah. bullying or you know it depending on the depending, neighborhood for the most, like yeah for the most part if you're bullied living but like, in your neighborhood like if it happened in school it didn't it didn't continue but relentless like kids are relentless now, and you, I now know. they're not even safe in their own home because as soon as they open social media they yeah. got people you want to hear a funny story kind of crazy so the last school that i got switched to when i got bullied was a private school sacred heart in lake worth florida and I n- never got bullied in that school by my peers. I got bullied by a teacher. There was a teacher, Miss Vaco, that was fucking relentless. Relentless. When I tell you relentless, this bitch would put me in front of the class and ridicule me. I would make stupid mistakes. Like, I was a kid, like, with fucking three languages in my head. I didn't understand the rules, whatever. She would literally make me get up in front of the class and make fun of me in front of everybody. Just fucking relentless. And I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. She made uh, she made me have a parent-teacher conference. So I had to bring my mom in. And she started lecturing my mom on that how I was a troublemaker and stuff like that. My mom's like, well, what do you want me to do? She's like, well, are you having problems at home? Like, And mind you, I'm a kid respecting my elders listening to this conversation I was like wait a minute who are you like why who are you to sit there and like give my family advice i was like no i'm like you're mean what do you want me to tell you whatever went through all those couple of years in private school i shit you not the other day i wake up in the morning i saw the post this bitch is under investigation for sexually assaulting a female student over like 200 times yeah, over From like the, three years. Over three years. I'm like, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew something was up with that lady. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And we all hated her. Like, everybody hated her. But, man, like, I hope she fucking rotten, like, rots in hell. If I saw her, like, man, I would end up in jail. That lady was so 
relentless. Well, now and, you know where she is. You can write her in prison. Oh no, I would fucking go to prison. Like that's how how much disdain I have for this person. Like from how much she just like ruined my childhood. Like going to school, I would drive to that fucking like prison say i want to meet her and just shit on her right there i'm like i will like tell me who's in your cell i will pay that person to butt rape you like to every day i was like i would take a portion How's a of woman a, gonna butt rape another woman it happens listen i would pay money to watch that lady get tortured every well, day well she's in the women she might dig it you're, I think you're not not in. I'll I'll send the booty warrior after her. I'll send the booty warrior of the female prison after. But man, so much like so much that lady tormented me, and I saw that I'm like I fucking knew it. It's like there's so many issues like with teachers like that, and then come to find out it was a private school. Like two or three of the pastors that were there ended up getting shipped off because they were hiding the fact that they were molesting kids. Do you know how fucking weird it is? Because I was an altar boy. Like, I had to go and do, like, the mass and stuff. I'm thinking of all the times. Because we would change in the back room with the pastor in there, too. He would come in or whatever and, like, get ready for the sermon, too. I'm like, man, I dodged so many bullets. Thank God I was an ugly kid. I didn't get molested. But, like, those pastors were all fucking pedophiles at, at that church, man. Priests or pastors? Same thing. That's no, different. There's a difference. Father. Father. Father's a Father priest. Flynn. Father Flynn was the first one. And then he randomly got shipped off. They said he had a heart attack or whatever. He had to go up to New York. He's like, he was like the rock star of the church. And he ended up getting pulled. And mind you, I'm not religious at all anymore. I don't fucking go to church. I don't believe in any like of that stuff. Nothing. But man. And then there was a couple of other ones. And I'd like tons of people tons of people have stories they're all online it's so crazy I'm like fuck i dodged that bullet yeah I, I i i never i never really uh like i was I, my my catholic church was pretty tame father o'Shea was there for decades so i i don't i think every, he was old when i was yeah <laughs> like he was old when i was six Man. Like, like he and he went from I guess he changed from uh, father to monsignor, and that's what I think is like honestly like m a lot of the bullying now isn't just coming from excuse me other students it's coming from the teachers. Well, you, you yeah, that's so weird, man. It's it's especially because the teachers are getting younger world, like, and younger. Like, a, like my grandmother and I talk about it. We like. Jesus has to be coming back soon. <laughs> what? Jesus has to be coming back soon. Why do you say that? Just because the world is such a negative place. It's no, like, man. It's like so, I don't believe that. No, it's true. Social media. Social media makes it look like the world's a much more negative place. But we're living in the most peaceful time in the history of this planet. Oh, I agree. I know that. But that's not what I'm talking about. There's like at least like before the Internet. And before social media, people would would keep their negativity to themselves. No, it's not that they were keeping it to themselves. It's that they didn't, didn't have, have the tool. Platform. Yeah, they didn't have the tool to just say it without repercussions. And I think the biggest problem that we face is because the fact of social media is everybody only sees the highlights. So it makes... I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the people who, like, if you, if you, if you post something... They, they, you know, like something positive, they post something negative. You posted or you made a comment 
on somebody's post weeks and weeks ago and I was trying to find it where you said you responded to someone saying like and that was the comment that I was waiting to see. Somebody posted something shitty about something you commented on. No, no, no. It was uh it was it was on Instagram and it was Gordon Ryan. Right. And it was somebody said something about steroids and like yeah. and all all you guys are on steroids or or whatever and that's what I said. I said and and that's the douchey comment I was waiting for what yeah. I knew it was coming or something like that. I had to I had to fucking school some dude the other day too because he wanted to have an argument about uh, Sergio Pettis, and it was like you could tell it was like a weekender, just like the weekend warrior. And I'm like, listen, Sergio Pettis is overrated, bro. Like he's he hasn't fought anybody worthwhile. He hasn't defeated anybody worthwhile. Like other than maybe one or two people. Like what are you talking about? He beat uh, what was it? I think he said like Henry Cejudo. I was like, bro. First of all, that was like two years ago. And it was like, I'll give him that he beat that. But anybody else that he was supposed to have beat, he didn't beat. He is he is not. He's riding his brother's yeah, coattails. He is not Showtime. He's not Showtime. He's just so anyway. He, he's, he's not bad. He's going over to Bellator because Bellator gives him a better chance of being above average. Because if he went to 1FC, he would get murked. He would get murked at 1FC. Um how about we get into some actual jujitsu news? Sure. Because I actually got some cool shit uh, to talk about before it gets too late. So we'll go into the, the easy stuff before I get into the big stuff. Um, Gordon Ryan uh, versus Rodolfo Vieira. Rodolfo Vieira is off. Did you see that? Off of who? From Third Coast Grappling. They were supposed to compete against each other. It was supposed to be Gordon against Adolfo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Adolfo backed out, which I'm assuming he probably got a UFC fight uh, lined up because it's on December 7th, and I think that card is in – or no, I think he probably got end up putting on to the quintet. Something different i got to tell you about. Um, but now we have a better matchup, in my opinion. Um, Gordon Ryan is going to be facing Ebert Santos. Oh, at Third Coast Grappling on December 7th. Ebirth is good. No. No, he's yes, not. Yes, he is. He is not. What? He is not. He's not that good. This is the same guy, remember, that his knee, like, gave out, and he couldn't do anything. He couldn't move. He had to stop, and then got up and ran just to beat the shit out of someone who was talking shit no, in the I crowd. No, I remember that, but you're right. wrong if you don't think Ebert Santos think is good. good. I don't think so. You're, then you know nothing about jiu-jitsu. No, I don't think. I think, is he a good? He's, he's a former uh, world champion. Mr. Tap quick, he taps too quick. That may be, but it regardless. Guy pissed his pants in the middle of a tournament too. What's that? He pissed his pants in the middle of a match too. You didn't see that? No. I'll show you that one. Anyway, him and Gordon have been going back and forth for for months and months, maybe longer. And uh, Abert talked like tons of shit to Gordon. Like Gordon's just like, bro, we were supposed to compete. You backed out. You're supposed to do all these. You backed out. So now. He's going to be competing, and I'll read you what uh, – oh, man, did I save it? I hope I saved it because fucking Gordon definitely is probably trying to put the fear of God into this man. Let me pull it up. Uh, sorry, I thought I had a screenshot of it, and I didn't. So once he made the announcement that they were going to be competing, he said, Herdolfo is out, Ebert Santos – 
This will not be pleasant. This will not be fast. This will not be close. Should have stayed home feeding the pigs. This is going to be bad. I'm going to abuse you. I'm going to make you suffer. I'm going to make you quit, which won't be hard seeing as you always quit anyway. I'm going to make you my bitch, and there's not a thing you can do about it other than not show up. So he wrote that, which I think is fucking hilarious. That's, I, that is funny. That's good, right? That's some good that's shit good, talking. That's good shit talking. And then it turns out that uh, Santos made the demand that heel hooks not be allowed for the match. Which is kind of bullshit. So that's a pussy move. Right? Okay, then. So now Gordon's like, you know what? I wasn't even going to heel hook you anyway. I'll let you choose. I'm like... Uh, what do you say? Armbar or triangle? Armbar or triangle? He's like, I'll let you choose what I get you with. Armbar or triangle? And then he made like a post, like a poll. Like, what do you guys want me to get him with a with a triangle or a jujigatami? Like, and everybody went for the for the triangle, which I think is fucking hilarious. So and then he, what's he say? He's like, bitch made. I'd be scared too. I'll make it easy. Triangle or armbar? That's what I'll finish you with, sweetie. You choose. Pick triangle or armbar. Whatever you ask, I'll finish you with. <laughs> That's awesome. Which is an old Hickson move. That's a Hickson move right there. Where he said, like, I'll get, uh, I'll take your back and I'll choke you out. It's like, no, you won't get it. Said, I'll take your back and I'll choke you out. And then no matter what, he'll end up getting the back and choke someone out. So uh, that's going to be, like, uh, now I'm definitely excited. I'm more excited about this one because of the shit talking than I was with the Hodolfo fight. Yeah. And here's the thing. Not that Hodolfo is, is done or washed no up not even remotely close but not even he, remotely he hasn't close. been uh concentrating on jujitsu over the last three years three or four years yeah he's been focused he, he's on been mma focused but on he's MMA. done a couple of uh jujitsu tournaments yeah but nothing not ibjjf he hasn't he's not at the like he hasn't been at the same level as he was i don't know if he's still with att was, i think i no, think he's, he's up down in, he's up in orlando with uh um, Jacare. You sure? Yeah. For some reason, I thought he was down with Cyborg now. No, no, he's up in Jacare. He's up with Jacare. You sure? Yes, I am. Positive? I am 100% positive. I'll tell you right now. Adolfo. I think it's Elite or not Elite. Or Alliance? No, no, no. Whatever, wherever. Hmm, uh, guess who's fucking wrong? You. You, buddy. He's with Fight Sports. What? What? I, I already knew that. I had the no, conversation. No, they don't do MMA, dummy. Buddy, this is straight from him right here. September yeah. 27, Hadolfo Vieira is with Fight Sports. That may be, but that doesn't mean he trains there. He tra- he lives in Orlando. He was living he, down he, here. He, no, Coca- he, goes, he, he trains at Elite okay. Force. Okay. You show me the photo of him training there? There's this photo that he trained at Fusion Excel Performance. That's that's it. That's Fusion Excel. Oh, bro, it's not even remotely close to what you were saying. Oh well, yeah, I, I I said elite, or I didn't know the word, but <laughs> but it's where Jacare trains. I don't know if he was he's there to train as much as he he was there to help. No, Jacare. No, it's help. not. That's where he's training jujitsu. Exclusive. Ronald Jacare. Ronaldo Jacare and Rodolfo Vieira train together and study MMA. Gracie Mag. Uh, let me see. Because I know there's other. Anyway, that's that's what I've been told on the inside. What the fuck is well, that? How's it? What's it like to be wrong? 
not wrong because well, again, I said he's with Fight Sports. Adolfo Vieira training MMA with Jacare. That's okay. I know a ton of people that have trained with Jacare MMA. Doesn't mean that he's training oh, yeah, there who? exclusively. Who do you know? Uh, I know tons of people. Who was it that went up there? Bro, I wouldn't even start. I wouldn't even start for you. I'm looking at the dolphin. That's one. Laborio, huh? Laborio, train with Jacare. Uh, I want to say Laborio. Where does Laborio live? Orlando. Where's Elite Force? Or whatever that is. Okay, you got to keep on going with Elite Force. You think by now you would have learned it? Where's that at? Laborio is actually all over the place. But he lives in Orlando. That's a good photo. So I got stuck looking. Um, anyway, he's with Fight Sports. He may be with Fight Sports. Okay, that was the argument. But no, that's not where he's training. No. So Do you know how many Fight Sports there are? A lot. Yeah. Do you know how many Fight Sports there are? There's 240. No, there's more than that. No. You know there's one in Boca? Yes. It's where I used to teach. You all used to teach at Fight Sports? Actually, no, Deerfield. at Palm Beach Gym. Yeah, the one in Deerfield is Jay-Z. Yeah, and uh, our friend Mario. Um, anyway, back to the subject. Gordon against Albert Santos, December 7th at Third Coast Grappling. And then, actually, Gordon drops out of the BJJ Fanatics Grand Prix. And Nicky Rod steps in, which I think finally gives those people a chance. Uh, everybody else that's in the in that Grand Prix to win, which I kind of wonder why he dropped out of that one. Like the only thing that I can think of is that he wanted to give Nikki the shot because Nikki needs to get more more tournaments to get more of his name out there. I don't know, but I want to know. You know, he talks a lot about putting a lot of money on the line. Where does he get all five hundred grand to put on the line? That's I don't know, I mean. man. If he had a video the other day talking about that he was going to buy a million dollar house upstate New York or Jersey or whatever it was. How do you make that much money from jujitsu? I don't think he makes it just on jujitsu. I think he's got other financial things that he's a part of that he makes good money with. I don't know. It's hard to be stay at the top of your game like that and do anything else. For you? No, for anybody. He's a professional athlete. But he's not in the gym 24-7. He's there most of the day. Have you watched any of the documentaries? Yeah, but here's the like one thing day. that people don't get. You can get a lot done with just a few phone calls a day and at least prioritizing your time. That may be. I'm just saying may, we don't know one way or the other. No, the I never way, said the, I did. The way, the way it looks, though, it looks like he's only making money through jujitsu. And I would love to know how he made so much money if, if that's how he's done, done it. I don't think I would ever sit there and have that conversation with him. Be like, hey, Gordon, where do you get all your money from? Well, I would like to know. I was like, dude, how do you make all that money from jujitsu? I mean, I think it might be one of those like confidence things, too, where he's like he's so confident in his game, which I don't see why he wouldn't be, where he can say whatever number he wants because he knows he's not going to lose. I don't know. Well, you're the one that brought it up. Also, that BJJ Fanatics uh, Grand Prix is a submission-only tournament. I got to pee. Okay. Badly. So what, you're going to just go to the bathroom? Yeah, you can talk to the people. 
I'm going to talk to the people and just make fun of your small feminine bladder. What a fucking guy. Oh, man. I'll just go ahead and point out that Sean still doesn't know where Jacare trains, despite the fact that he was arguing with it. Uh, what else do I have for you guys in the meantime? Oh, the other thing that we have is Ty Rotolo defeats Wagner by judge's decision at uh, Fight to Win, which Wagner got cut up uh, pretty bad. He got a nice little scar over his eye or cut over his eye. Um, sucks, but Ty is a... Is a serious grappler. I mean, him and his brother started grappling when they were just three. So, you know, and shout out to Wagner because I know for sure most people would have backed out of that match. And Wagner doesn't give a fuck. He just wants to compete. So uh, I'm a huge fan of Wagner. I consider him a friend of mine. So either way, man, he's a fucking man. And I don't think he's going to give a shit about, okay, so he lost the tournament or he lost the match. So shout out to Wagner. Uh the, here's the one thing before we get to the big news. Here's the one thing that I wanted to bring up. Did you notice or did you know about the upcoming quintet tournament? I did not. So I have a little bit of insider information more than, and I also have found out before other people. So there's going to be a quintet uh, happening in December. Uh I believe it's in Las Vegas. I don't think it was announced yet. Let me double check. Um, let me double check. It's in Vegas, and it's actually UFC fighters against, uh, I believe it was Bellator fighters, uh, grapplers. So Ooh, it's getting, So, like, the captains will be... That's interesting. See, that's fun to watch. Something yeah. like that is fun to watch, even and though it might not be. I know some of the people on the teams and other people don't. Let me double check to make sure that it wasn't announced yet. But, yeah, was it announced yet? No. One day ago. Oh, wait. Someone did. Yeah. Fuck. Did beat me to it? Somebody broke it? I think... Okay, yeah, so no, it was uh, it's basically like all the best guys. It's going to be um, UFC against Pride and Strikeforce and WEC guys. So how fucking cool is that? So you're going to have, um, here's some of the names that are confirmed. Anthony Johnson, Sean O'Malley. Anthony Johnson? Uh, Gilbert Burns, I know that one. Sakuraba. Uh, Takanori Gomi uh, for Pride. Gilbert Melendez and Jake Shields, which is why they were training together over at Donahers. And Chad Mendez and Glover Teixeira for WEC. I don't remember Glover being in the WEC. Yeah, I mean, most of the guys were either Strike Force or WEC before they went to the UFC. Um, yeah, I thought Glover was out of, like... There's also going to be a uh, singles match, super fight, with... Yours truly, Gordon Ryan and Alexi Olenek, which I just saw him a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, Quintet. Quintet put a big fuck you to Kinetic on that one, which fucks over uh, Uriah Faber pretty good because Uriah Faber definitely fucked over Sakuraba on that one, which kind of sucks because it was it – was, uh, Kinetic was um, Sean Wheelock <coughs> – 
and Uriah Faber kind of really like screwing over Sakuraba and uh, Josh Barnett. I have no idea what you're talking about. Quint, you know Quintet. Right. You know the basis of Quintet. Yes. Okay. That was started by Sakuraba, right? That was the whole plan. Sakuraba came up with the whole rule set, the whole setup, whatever. Awesome. Loved it. Kinetic was the one where Lachlan Giles took out the whole entire team by himself. He's like, remember that one? Okay. Yes. It was the exact same setup. <coughs> it was the exact same setup, and it was set, started by Sean Wheelock and Uriah Faber. And I forget who the other person was that, that worked on it with him. But it was Uriah Faber. And everyone's like, well, this is the exact same fucking setup as Quintet. Like, why would you do that? Because there was a couple of guys, I believe, from uh, from Alpha Male that was on Quintet. I think Uriah, yeah, Uriah was even in Quintet. He was in that one. So it's kind of like fucked up to sit there and just. Eh, it's America, man. It's America, yeah. But, I mean, Sakuraba at least have some, like, <coughs> respect and stuff. So. It looks to me like probably he's like, oh, okay, you want to do that? I'm going to fucking get everybody and just make a killer card, which is way better because Quintet has had other tournaments, but they're all Asian fighters, like which is awesome, great for them, but kind of alienates the, the rest of the audience because there's not going to be anybody that is really, really going to grab everybody else's attention, which I don't think he really gives a shit about the the American market. Well, and... and, and you know, again, it doesn't. I don't think it really matters if someone t- like takes another idea. If it works, it works. No, if it works, it works. I think really it's just more of like the professional courtesy, considering the fact that you know you were in yeah, my tournament. Many, yeah, but but regardless of how many quintets are they gonna? Were they planning on putting on? Like you know, if if they're doing it three times a year, that gives you nine other months to do other shit. I don't know if they're gonna do another kinetic though. I don't know. I think I hope they do. I hope they do. Supposedly, I remember Sean Wheelock actually sent us an invitation to come out for the next one, which I would love. Um, I don't. I don't think he's involved with Karate Combat anymore because it was him and Boss doing that. But man, I'm. I would hope so. I think there was a lot of small little issues with Kinetic that we talked about that need to get addressed before it can keep going. But man. That quintet is going to be fucking yeah, awesome. I, I think everybody, though, is going to have... Like, I love what uh, Seth... Uh, Daniels? Daniels is doing with, with... Fight to win? Fight to win and with... ADCC? Uh, ADCC. That, I mean, it's... That's that's an event. That's a grappling event. Yeah. And they're fun to watch. Well, Mo Jassim, uh, Jassim made a, a couple of announcements, so I think he's like Seth's... Moe's doing like a whole other like setup too and Seth's gonna be a part of it. So I think there's gonna be a lot of cool stuff for the next ADCC. And I, here's the thing, you know these I things, hope that the next ADCC I can go to these too. These things aren't rocket scientists. It just takes a detailed mind. You say that, but it takes a lot. It takes a lot to put everything together. You're talking about it's no different than putting on a concert. There's a lot of moving pieces. Right, right. I agree. It takes but it takes a fine attention to detail. That's what it takes. That's why I would never do it because I have, I am crap when it comes to the details. Yeah. But it's not like it's not anything crazy. Like yeah. you know, it's like it's okay. Well, timing. We'll time it for this, and you know, it comes down to timing and being able to get the money to do it right. 
depending on let's say if you you do have the money and you could do it on your own or if you're playing with other people's money and you have investors if you have investors there's a lot of stress if you have the money then it doesn't really fucking matter because it's your money so i don't think it's as big of a stress compared to if you have investors because I think it, no no i think it's i think it's more of a stress when it's your money yeah but it's one of like look at um what should we call it um metamorris no, not Metamorris. Metamorris was a lot of investors, and he fucked them over hard. Um, it uh, EBI. EBI had a lot of investors, and I think at the beginning it was kind of more coming out of his pocket, putting everything together, and he had a lot of sponsors and everything. And, I mean, the the turnaround was good, but when was the last time anyone got excited for an EBI? And there was just one the Whatever. other day. No, there wasn't. Yeah. Combat. There was a combat. Combat. One yeah. But it's not. Not EBI. It's not EBI. Yeah. I think. I think. I think Eddie, because Eddie always because I you know I watched the documentary on 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 Eddie and I listened to him on Rogan, and Combat Jujitsu is always the place he wanted to take it. Yeah. But he the the problem is 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 what I think he's doing. Listen up, Eddie. You had a winning formula with the EBI. People were watching it. It was getting momentum. And I realize those things are expensive to put on, but they were getting a good following. So I think I think that is more uh, marketable than combat jujitsu. EBI? Yeah. So what do you think his mistake was? Putting EBI away. To for, focus on combat? F- to focus on combat jujitsu. I think the problem with EBI was the... the in, like the 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 lack of money of funding and then he had like a couple of people back out and funding and stuff and it's also it's like well you can't well what's the difference between that and combat jujitsu like that combat like, jujitsu I think was a little bit smaller of a production than he was putting on for EBI but even then what the fuck's all these bugs come from with EBI you have yeah I think the with stuff like that with that kills it the most is when you focus on having your students be the focus of everybody. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, well, if I have, if I have Joe Schmo Academy and they're all over the world. Right. And then it's like, well, I'm going to pick Joe Schmo Academy people against people from all other random places, because I'm basically trying to feed to show you that my guys were the best. Well, basically it's like how the UFC was created to bring uh, jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu to the world. That's that's how, why the UFC was created, right? EBI was, I think, well, the reason he went EBI was because he couldn't get the sh- sanctioning for uh, combat jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Combat jiu-jitsu, they wanted him to go through the athletic commission. It's a lot more money. And yeah, it's a lot more issues. So that's why he went with the EBI and... Well, since he was doing that, he goes, oh, I should just probably do this to get my name out there, get 10th Planet, because the system is a is a solid system. The problem was there was other systems out there that were it superior right. to the 10th Planet system. The Donaher system is obviously superior. That's why, why Donaher's people, like Eddie Cummings and Gary Tonin, Gordon Ryan, all those guys started winning it time after time after time and it started it's it started making 10th planet like like 10th planet before ebi i think had a higher standing 
in the jujitsu world. I think it had a little bit more mysticism. Yes. But yeah, I know I don't disagree with you. And I th- and I think what happened was EBI kind of shot. He wanted it. It was hope. Well, he was probably hoping that it would be great grappling because he loves jujitsu. But he was also probably hoping it would put a spotlight on Tenth Planet. Yeah. Because the guys that were coming up at that time, Geo and and uh, 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 Geo and uh, Richie Martinez. Yeah. Boogie you Man. know. Though, yeah, Boogeyman and 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 uh, Freakazoid, those were the guys that were kind of like. Well, you got building. Nate Orchard, and yeah, you got yeah, a, you but, got a bunch of guys. These are the guys that were building their names, and I'm not, I'm not. This is no way am I knocking them down, knocking down tenth planet. But you're talking I about just, four guys out of the entire like academy and stuff like that. And the other guys, a lot of the other guys got beat and stuff, which I get it. But again, that's what I'm saying. I think the fault in the issue was okay, so it's tenth planet against everybody else, which is like. I think for the first one, it's understandable just because you need guys and they'll probably do it for free because you run the whole academy and you they want to help you out. But after that, man, it's like, no, dude, you got to get legitimate people. Like even like, um, um, what's his face? Um, Marcelo, like Marcelo Cohen, like he went on EBI. Like, why did it take so long to get him back? Why did it take so long to get Weight him? Class. Right. But not even then. It's like, OK, well. You don't want him going up against your guys because he's got a good chance of beating your guys, right? Or you have even... Yeah, but I think now it has less to do with that and more to do with draw. Like, But that's what I'm saying. A, like, a name like Gary he's Tonin. What, dude, he's like number two, number three in the world in the weight division. Yeah, but like, that's... Why wouldn't you get him? Why wouldn't you get... Like why some guys it's for it's for money a hundred percent but why wouldn't you get guys like Gilbert why wouldn't you get guys like even Herbert that like he doesn't even he goes and he takes any fight when it comes to grappling why because, wouldn't you get, get like George why wouldn't you get like you why wouldn't you get anybody else anybody that comes up that'd be like bring him in because his whole setup has always been. 10th Planet guys against somebody else. And then a lot of people do it like to, to other tournaments where they get their people and they'll bring in the UFC fighters. So they can say, oh, he beat a UFC fighter. So you're trying, you're trying to almost make that person that stepping stone, that tomato can, to pad that record or to have that marketability afterwards. It's like, oh, so-and-so beat so-and-so. Well, I like, think, I think the, the, la- the later EBIs weren't as 10th Planet heavy because... People wanted, you know, marquee diversity trying to, trying to get in there. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. But I think it's it's one of those things. It's like, man, if you don't do it consistent enough, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and, and that was the whole it. thing is he wanted to focus on combat. And I think I honestly think it was a mistake on Eddie's part because EBIs were exciting and people were. They were real, gr- excuse me. Yeah, they were great. Uh, they events. were great events. And, and like I was looking people were looking forward to them, especially after the whole metamorphosis thing. Yeah, like, it was like it was like it was and it was put on not that that uh Halleck Gracie isn't like you know uh, uh he's not an, but he's not Eddie Bravo an American made jiu-jitsu legend. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and so it, like it, it made it more appealing to yeah. the American fan than Meta Meta Morris was. And Eddie Bravo's no. a likable dude. I don't. I don't know if I agree with that aspect of wh- what you're trying to say. The problem with Metamorphs, Metamorphs had such a great setup. They had good production value. They had uh, 
awesome uh, hype up to the, every one of the matches because the production value for the videos and stuff were, were great. Everything was about it. The problem was he couldn't pay his fucking fighters. And then everyone's like, well, wait a minute. Like, we don't get paid enough anyway. Why are we going to sit here and promote you? Like, you still owe me people money. And then, of course, the fans are going to be like, why am I going to support this one? You're charging me $60 and you're not even paying the fighters. And then my stream is getting fucked up and I'm not getting my money back. And you're still charging me like per month. Like it was, it was just a business fuck up left and right, and he fucked everybody over left and right. And instead of sitting there and being man enough and and taking the heat and saying he's gonna make it right one way or the other, he was like basically telling people fuck off and like, oh, I'll come fight you, come fight me. If one of my favorite you. things is when AJ Agazarm took over. Oh, the took Instagram. over. Oh, that was a fuck. Held, held it hostage. That was a just fucking mwah, genius troll move. Like I. AJ pulled such a good card, and they couldn't do dick about it. They couldn't do anything about it because they couldn't even recover it. And he's like, nope, it's mine. It's mine until you pay me and you pay everybody else. Man, that was such a good fucking move on that his was part. Such a, that was such a good – was, it was awesome. And, like, I can't say the stuff that I've seen, but I've seen uh, text messages and stuff and agreements from other fighters that were just like – they were promised a bunch of money and stuff like that. And like Halleck messages from Halleck just blatantly lying to uh, to athletes saying like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll pay you that or I'll take care of you. And then like not paying them like I've seen them personally. I can't say it because I don't want to throw people under the bus, but I've seen them personally. And it's like, man, this is just a dick move, bro. Super dick move. Um, all right. Here was the, the main one before we get ready to head out. Uh, and this was the big one for for the day, and it just happened. Literally, I saw the message before I um, got here. But Gary Tonin got fired. From where? From his uh, coaching position uh, for Rutgers University Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Club. So most people don't know, for the last six years, Gary Tonin was the Jiu-Jitsu coach uh, at Rutgers University. And he did it uh, out of his own will. I'm pretty sure he got paid a little bit. But uh, there was some heat that ended up coming up. And they shut down the club. And they didn't tell anybody why. So this is this is straight from Gary Tonin's um, Instagram account. So you guys kind of get caught up with it. This was posted a few days ago. Um, the initial one. I regret to inform you. Uh, yeah, I regret to inform you that all of Rutgers BJJ practices are canceled until further notice. The officers of the club were notified the day before practice that they needed to meet with a representative of the university until the until then classes are canceled. Unfortunately, some of the officers are unavailable and all won't be able to make it to the meeting until Tuesday. Meaning, out of the blue, three of our practices will be canceled for no explained reason, despite the fact that people are paying to attend the club. James Cadenzarite has been reached out to to try and mediate this issue. I even offered to contact him myself, but was told I'm not allowed to get involved because I'm not a student. I really don't think it's fair for the students who are paying to attend this university and the club. If you are, are if you or someone. Um, you love is paying to attend the club and you'd like more information on why you aren't getting what you paid for, please contact James at James's email. For more details, since I can't get involved, until this issue is resolved, you can train at my gym, Brunswick BJJ, for free so you don't lose out on what you paid for. Class move, by the way. So 
That was the initial post, right? Which you're not even paying attention I to because you're playing I was reading it with you. Okay. So now, today, this is a whole, a whole different issue, by the way, because it involves college politics. And I know firsthand how shitty and I know exactly what's fucking going on with this kind of stuff. Not for this specific situation, but the stupid childish politics that happen in these kind of club situations at colleges. So today, uh, Gary Tonin posts, I regret to inform all members of Rutgers BJJ that I have been officially fired from coaching the Rutgers University Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Club, which I have been head coach of for about six years now. No contact has been made from the person doing the firing, Stefan Papas. I had to receive the information from the club officers themselves. I will be attempting to reach out to him myself over the next few days as I hope that in some way this issue can be resolved. However, in the meantime, if you could email him and share with him stories about my quality and character to help me change his mind, it would be greatly appreciated. And he has his email up there. Um, you know what? We should give that email out. So if you guys want to email these uh, guys and give them the reason why they should keep uh, one of the best grapplers in the world, Gary Tonin, the email is stpapas at dot. Rutgers, which is R-U-T-G-E-R-S dot E-D-U. So St. Papa's at R-C-I dot Rutgers dot E-D-U. Evidently, the reason for the firing was my prior Instagram post about the questionable cancellation of club practices, which I thought did a good job stating my grievances about the situation without in any way being disrespectful to Rutgers or its staff. I will likely be deleting this post as well as the previous post soon in hopes that it will help smooth the situation. But in the meantime, I've left it up as a frame of reference for why I'm being fired. I really feel uh, I just lost my place. I really feel I did nothing but show that I care for my students and their ability to come to practices. I fight, compete in BJJ. I own a school. I travel and teach seminars. I own an apparel company. I don't need to teach at Rutgers. I do it because I want to. As an alumni of both the university and the club, it feels great to give back. I would be very sad to have the opportunity taken away. Practices will be once again canceled until they find a new head coach. Until then, all members can train at my school, Brunswick BJJ, free of charge. What do you think? Well, it says something. But he asked about strength of character. So I'm wondering if the, uh, the Stefan Pappas had gotten some kind of... Well, what I'm assuming is what happened was... They were trying to probably pull some bullshit thing saying about the budget, and we need to cut the budget, so let's get rid of this Brazilian jiu-jitsu club. The students were paying for it. Doesn't matter. They're, they're probably paying more for, like, uh, Gary or whatever, or paying their fees, their club fees, which colleges just have to pay because they probably need to use a room or something. This is all speculation, by the way. Um, so whenever you have a club in colleges you have to pay fees uh you have to set up for for uses so if there was a ping pong club you need the space you got to pay for the space either way um probably it was something to do with the budget and then they're like let's get rid of these guys and what happens is there's a student government or student union and it's basically their own little government for these kinds of things and they basically give money to 19 year olds 20 year olds and say manage yourselves there's tons of rules and like all these stupid things but again it's college it's not real politics so people are always finding loopholes on playing this stupid bullshit so when gary posted that up 
and posted that guy's information this group of people because i guarantee you it's the same group of people in the same party if you will probably got butt hurt and decided to pull like their dick out on the table and said you know what this whole club is canceled we'll fire that guy so they they didn't speak to him because like we're not talking to him this is your fucking club you handle it you got to tell him he's fired which is stupid it's absolutely stupid especially even more fuck up that's an alumni and that's a big name athlete alumni he might not be he might not be fucking you know uh what's his face tennis player like uh federer he might not be roger federer or something of the school but it's still a big name athlete that has a lot of attention. I wouldn't say that for a grappling club. Well, no, I, it's, it's a big name for a grappling club. But I'm I'm saying to the to the outside world, it's not a big deal for the outside world. Sure, but and that's yeah. and that's. Do you think Rutgers cares? No, they but, don't care. But, but if someone has the ability to to bring attention and negative attention, what happen, What's probably going to happen is that people above these kids' head. Is gonna sit there and see it and well, see Stephen the. Well, Stephen Pappas is, has an actual. I think Stephen Pappas was probably this. Uh, we can always a, look a, it up. A staff. He's. I think he's a. I would say he's a staff member at Rutgers. I'll tell you right now because I think every club needs a like a faculty advisor. Yeah, they need to have that person. Uh, and I would say that that faculty advisor. Is this Stefan Pappas? He is the director of sports and recreation at Rutgers. Let me see. Let me double check. Yeah. Director of sport. Look at this goofball. Yep. He's the director of sport for the. What's he look like? Probably you in five years. No, I don't have hair. Yeah. So then he's doing better. Um,. Let me see. I want to see who the other guy, the original guy was uh, that told he couldn't do it. Does he say his name? He said his name, right? Yeah. It was uh, something Caterzine or something. Let me see. I'm trying to fight it out. Sorry. I know. James Cadanzarite, which is, it's got to be a rock or something. James, what was it? Cadanzarite. Cadanzarite. Man, that sounds German Katan- almost. Man, I can't step. Oh, there it goes. Rutgers, which kind of sucks, man. I mean, like, listen, I, I met. He's the baseball coach. The fuck is that? Sport club graduate assistant with recreation. Hey, let's look at his LinkedIn. Not that I'm trying to dox anybody or anything. Da, 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 da. Sport club graduate assistant. Oh man, you don't even have a full position. Uh, continue with mobile. Yeah, dude, the guy's sport club graduate assistant with recreation. Ooh. Before that, he was a facilities, events, and operations intern. Oh, he's a freaking intern. He's see? a student still. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I say, man. I can tell you the stories of all the bullshit at FAU, but that's kind of a dick move. So I say we definitely have some people email these guys and try no, and get it's going to turn into a troll our guys i don't know i don't think it'll be a troll it would, it would it's going to turn into a um, troll thing. Um, and it might so, do more harm than good no i say listen gary tonin is an awesome guy super nice guy amazing athlete 
and he's trying to teach people for free. There's people that pay more money. They pay a lot of money to learn from this guy. And he's giving these students a opportunity to learn from him for free. I don't see why you would take that away from students. It's pretty bad. So hopefully we can get it. Uh, we can help out in getting that fixed for Gary. But jujitsu is for everybody. Sure is. All right. I think it's time to call it a night. Oh, shit. It's almost midnight. It's, yeah. Toughen up, Buttercup. Let's go. Another two hours. No. You look like you're about to crash. All right. You got anything else to say to people? Uh, follow me at Gorilla Boy BJJ. Make sure you check us out this weekend at the World Series of Jiu-Jitsu Tournament. If you can't come out to the tournament, make sure you follow us on YouTube and you can watch it along with us. You can chat along with us, too, by the way. You can uh, hit up the chat on the channel and we'll uh, talk to you live live all right everybody peace peace here's the deal i'm the best there is plain and simple i mean i wake up in the morning i piss excellence and nobody can hang with my stuff keep stealing wheeling dealing living these right Jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators off. <laughs>